0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Future of Flushing, I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron as always, but not as always, Christian Scott of the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Christian, you're off to an amazing start so far. I mean, you've already gotten called up to Binghamton. You've had two incredible starts there so far. Do you wanna tell us what's going through your mind so far and how's this year been for you?
1: Yeah, first thank you guys for having me on, but uh, I would say definitely just being more consistent with my routine. I'd say the day-to-day routine, being able to take the one day and build it into the next one and just kinda stack good days on top of each other, you know, not really, look too much about the bigger picture I'd say early on in my career I was kind of focusing on okay what does tomorrow look like what does the next day look like and trying to just stay where my feet are and take it day by day for sure
2: now Christian you were taken by the Mets fifth round 2021 draft uh walk us through that draft process uh how excited you were to hear the Mets call your name and what your experience has been like in the Mets player development system to this point
1: yeah, it's, it was, it's been awesome really. I mean, I got to spend the time to draft a little bit with my family, which was nice. Uh, my dad was there, mom was there, everybody was there. So it was to be able to share that moment with them, you know, they've really been really the guiding factor for me for my career. So being able to share that with them is really special for me and my family. Um, the Mets have been great. I mean, just being able to learn a lot from the pitching development side, even from the first day I got there. Just really trying to soak up as much information as I possibly can. Um, I, our draft class has really done a great job so far, being able to really competing at a high level, um, just being able to learn from them day by day like, Mike Fassel's been throwing great. Grant just made his debut in the big leagues. You know, Dom's Mm -hmm. been up here. So just being able to take little pieces from each other and just kind of build build on each other for sure.
2: Now you played your college ball at University of Florida. What was your experience like playing in Gainesville for the Gators? Obviously a a baseball powerhouse in the collegiate ranks.
1: Very intense for sure. Like definitely every single day is kind of show up to the field somebody's trying to take your job. So definitely... I'd say the, the, the competitive spirit of it for sure, especially now with the transfer portal. We didn't have the transfer portal when I was in school, so you kind of knew you were kind of going to be there unless you wanted to sit out a year or, or redshirt a year. But So then it was a little different as it is now, but it was definitely, just, the team was awesome. I mean, it was a great group of guys. Um, we really all had each other's backs. A couple of the guys that I still play with are still there, so hopefully they can bring home the ring. and and it'll be awesome for them. So being able to really see that. um, Wyatt Langford's another cool example. You know, he's worked so hard for so long. He first got there, he was catching bullpens for us his freshman year. So being able to come now be a top three pick is – something that's incredible for him a really happy for him.
0: John, I feel like this is the nicest background anybody's ever had, <laughs> yeah. and I had to draw attention to it. I mean, like, this isn't a green yeah. screen. It's a little distracting. Like, I yeah. can't stop looking at this beautiful, <laughs> cloudy sky behind you. Wait, that's real? That's not a, That's, yeah, not, a, that's real, not like no, a
1: preset? Yeah. yeah, we're
0: right outside the hotel right now. Man, I gotta get to Akron, Ohio. <laughs> I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, <all> I mean. <laughs> so, Christian, while uh, Narvaez was rehabbing, you said he was a huge help to you. Do you want to yeah. tell us a little bit about how much of a help you is and how important it was getting to know him and what you kind of worked on with him?
1: Yeah I mean for me coming from Florida, um, Silly calls all of our pitches at Florida so we're really like in terms of pitch calling we were really we didn't really use it in college so being coming here the first year of Pro Bowl I did struggle with that a little bit you know the figuring out what pitches to throw and what counts and kind of with the big league catcher and Narvaez obviously being in the show All-Star you know just kind of learning like what counts to throw my pitches in and he had a perfect example was I was in, like, a 2-0 count, and I haven't really had confidence with my changeup since Pro Bowl, and, and he calls it 2-0, and I was like, all right, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, if he has that confidence in that pitch, I'm going to have confidence in that pitch. So kind of taking what taking what he thinks of my arsenal and trying to use it to the best of my advantage.
0: How important is that pitcher-catcher relationship to you?
1: I think it's huge. I mean, being able to be on the same page, like, I think it really feeds off to the rest of the defense because if you guys are on the same page and you guys are competing working fast, you know, I think the defense is going to, going to play great behind you so it's just kind of feeding into one another um it's, it's all nine of us out on the field you know I can't do my job without anybody else out there so I mean just being able to build off them and hopefully the defense can build off of me.
0: And while you were in Brooklyn, what was it like working with Kevin Parada while he was having his first year in the Mets system?
1: Yeah, he's awesome. I mean he's still still learning a lot. I mean, but for sure he's a really talented guy. I mean he's gonna hit at all levels for sure. So being able to really, really take that defensive part of his game, he's continuing to work on it, continue to get his arm strength up. And I think it's he's definitely seen I've definitely seen progression with him for sure. And I think he's gonna be a great one, great one to watch.
2: Now you just talked about your pitch arsenal. For Mets fans who haven't had a chance to watch you, how would you describe your game, your pitch mix, what you bring to the mound on any given night?
1: In college, I was really a two seam slider guy. I didn't didn't have a changeup, so I was kind of focused on those two pitches. And uh, when I got here, we switched it to a four seam fastball. So I throw a four seam fastball now. I have a slider, and I've incorporated a changeup and a curveball to my arsenal. So if, instead of two pitches, I've got four now. Um, I, I really I really like to use the changeup. I mean. It's, that's been the biggest pitch for me this year, I would say, and not having it at all, you know, really since high school. So being able to really throw it now and have confidence in it, conviction in it, and like I said, in like two-o counts, be able to throw first strike. I think that's really been the, the the pitch for me so far this year that's been able to give me success.
2: And you're a Florida kid, born and bred. Yeah. Who are some pitchers that you grew up watching, admiring, and who are some guys that maybe you could loosely compare yourself to that are in the major leagues right now?
1: I would say Jose Fernandez. I watched a lot growing up in Miami. Um, he was definitely like someone to really keep your like every time that he went out, everybody, everybody, the the Mar- Marlon Stadium would be packed. You know, usually mm-hmm. there's not many people there, but when he when he went out to pitch, that that place was full and everybody's excited to watch him throw. And so for me is someone younger i really like to see like how he was able to control the game control the crowd like he he had control the entire game when he was out there so being able to see something like that growing up in miami that was that was really awesome to watch for sure
0: you went from a reliever to a starter what's the training program to get your endurance up so you can go from just going one or two innings to a whole game Uh, i mean
1: i would definitely the routine is different i mean for for me in college i'd be getting getting warm or getting loose in the bullpen like three or four times a week so being able to really manage that workload, um, this like now it's, I feel like it's a little bit less wear and tear on the body as a starter because you kind of know ahead of time when you're going to throw. Um, there'd be times in when I was in college where I'd throw Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So being able to really keep the body ready, um, I'd say the workouts are more structured around stamina. I would say not as much as peak force because when you're reliever, you're kind of going out blowing it as hard as you can you know like you're not really too worried about going through the lineup two or three times uh, but as a starter you really have to learn from every at-bat that you have so like if the lead off guy say he's seen your fastball pretty well so now you take that into the next at-bat and you're like okay well he saw that pretty well so now i can to need to make an adjustment but as a reliever you're not really too worried about that
3: hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best
0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
2: Your last two starts with the Binghamton Rumble Pony since your promotion have been the longest starts of your pro career. So how have you felt after as you've kind of continued to advance that benchmark for the longest starts you've had as a pro?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think I've done a pretty good job um, with my routine throughout the week to be able to keep my body feeling healthy. I know I've struggled with uh, injuries previously, you know, as a pro, missed a lot of spring training because of one. But I'd say for sure, being able to take the experiences that I've learned from the Mets and our and our staff here has been great to be able to really take my routine and keep my body in in the best shape possible. I mean, my goal is to go out there, give six, seven strong innings, keep my velo where it's at, and. And as long as that's going well, I think I think uh, my stuff would take care of itself.
0: And one of those two starts was your debut in Binghamton on your birthday. Yeah. what's it like having a debut on your birthday? Because John and I were talking about that. Seems like a really rare thing.
1: Yeah, uh, it's what's interesting too is I was also a Red Sox fan growing up, so I was able to throw against their high affiliate. So my dad called me after he was fired up, so it was really cool to be able to experience that as uh, with my family. You know, just because I, I went to Red Sox World Series games when I was younger. So, you know, like, hey, double-A on my birthday with the Red Sox. I was also throwing to my college catcher, Nathan Hickey. He was, he was in the opponent, opponent batter's box, too. To be able to get him to swing through a few fastballs was nice for sure. But, you know, being able to really take that experience and be able to share with my family was
0: awesome. And how did you become a Red Sox fan living in Florida?
1: Uh, my mom's from Boston, and uh, my dad's from the Northeast area. So they kind of they kind of got me going with the Red Sox fandom pretty early on.
2: So, Christian, we, uh, we had a conversation last night after your start. Vito and I were debating, and we, we had to bring it up to you. So we want to know, do you believe in jinxes or not?
1: I don't believe in jinxes. Okay, no. that's great. So
2: now yeah. that opens up the floodgates, I can answer this question. You've allowed just one home run this year and three home runs going back to last season. And Vito yeah. was saying you shouldn't bring it up because if he allows a home run his next time out, he's never going to talk to us again. So please don't let that be the case no, if you do a one. Got you. You've already done a great job limiting the long <laughs> ball. But how have you done such a good job limiting the long ball and on the other end of it inducing so many ground balls? Your ground ball rate since your promotion is 56% with the uh with the Rumble Ponies.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd say just I think I think we do a great job like as a as a unit and as a staff with scouting reports, I think that we kind of know ahead of time like what hitters are good at and what what they're not good at and I'm, and hitters know what we're good at and what we're not good at. So being able to really take it as almost like a chess match and kind of decide what we want to throw in different counts, you know, and make, make the best pitch I possibly can. If they get me, they get me. But if, if I'm going to do everything in my power to be able to make sure that they have weak contact and uh, so far so well. So
0: you said earlier that going from a reliever to a starter, you're figuring out how not to do max effort, but I also saw you increase your velocity from 93 to 98 on your fastball. How do those two go hand in hand together when they seem like they work against each other?
1: Um, it's a lot of work in the offseason, I would say. I'm, I, went to the, I went to the Fall League and kind of got it handed to me a little bit. So uh, really, really be able to take that experience and learn from it, I would say was definitely big for me this off season. You know, as a younger guy going to experience that, there's a lot of talent. So being able to go out there, it was great to be able to be around a great group of coaches, great group of guys to be able to learn from and really soak in as much information as I could. And I really took it into this off season with the purpose of I, I gotta be better. you know, like I can't I can't go out there, continually give up runs, continually to put my team in a bad spot. So being able to really use that, really incorporate a lot of work on my lower half, being able to maintain uh, velo that way, you know, not really putting too much strain on my arm, but really using the rest of my body to the best of my ability.
2: You've already pitched at three levels this season, hopefully mm-hmm. a forthcoming. Yeah. Compare and contrast the different levels and what you have to do in your head as you face new hitters in a new league and how challenging that can be for a young pitcher as he takes on uncharted waters.
1: Um, I'd say the biggest thing is just familiarity with the hitters, I would say, because uh, last year I was really with low A and high A only. So we, I was able to we may face a team two or three times that I was able to face against like... Um, Examples with the Hudson Valley Renegades. Like I faced a lot of those guys in way. so being able to know a little bit about their swings, um, a little bit about their approaches, um, be able to take that into the next level and, and face them here. And so the same thing with Somerset too, with the Patriots. So being able to, I've seen a lot of these guys already. So it, they, and they've all they've also seen me. So being able to know kind of have a game plan a little bit about what what going into the game, what what you want to do.
0: Now we mentioned before that you did have your debut on your your A debut on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we heard from Matt Rudick. You guys went to Fleming's after. Yeah. and he told us about you that the kid could eat he said yeah. you were he said that you went to town at flemings yeah. you want to oh, tell yeah. us a little bit about that meal you no
1: know, I, I haven't really had a nice steak in a while so i figured i was, you know might as well get a 20 ounce ribeye in while i'm here and if you're going to go to flemings you might as well go all in so <laughs> got myself a nice <laughs> little steak some lobster so it was wow. nice to be able to be able to go with the team
2: <laughs> wow i mean you guys have now won 10 of your last 14 obviously that goes back prior to your promotion but how much fun are you guys having just playing such good ball it seems like the, com- the camaraderie the vibes are in a great spot what's going on in the rumble pony clubhouse right now
1: oh it's awesome i mean moreno's been throwing great too in front of me mm-hmm. like being able to she strikes out 10 10 uh the day before me so we're just really trying to carry momentum into each game you know like with when a starter sitting the tone like that being able to save the bullpen for some games i'm just trying to build off of each other and i feel like we're all doing a really good job of putting each other in a really good position to succeed
2: Who's the funniest guy in the clubhouse?
1: I'd say Moreno, actually. Moreno's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, you'll get that. A lot of the Latin guys, I asked a lot of Latin guys, and every answer is Moreno. So it's okay. gets a lot. I got a lot of clubhouse guy.
0: <laughs> so last night while I was watching your game, I noticed that the rubber ducks were playing a game called Mail Carrier or Dead. Mm-hmm. Blew me away. Yeah. Now, <laughs> since you're a pitcher, yeah. there's obviously a lot of games where you're sitting, in, uh, you're sitting on the side, you're watching yeah. what's going on. What's the wildest thing you've seen at a minor league club?
1: So last year – with the, with the cyclones we had a marriage proposal go wrong so when i was right there with the whole dugout just draw dropped on the ground <laughs> we, we had no idea what was going on but after we did figure out it was fake so
2: yeah they're like professional scammers who did that that was like a big deal after the, they do it at a lot of places and apparently no one's caught on yeah
1: because we looked we looked to later and we found out she was a comedian so we were like oh like they got us but yeah yeah it was funny because our uh announcer king henry also had no idea so he was he was just as bamboozled as we were. So,
0: <laughs> John fun. loves King Henry. John and I <laughs> went to a Cyclones game a few weeks ago. John was amazed by the King. Yeah. Uh, every time he came out, kid was pumped.
1: Yeah, gets uh, gets the crowd going. I love it every time.
2: Now, where did you stand on mail carrier or dead? I mean, Vito and I were talking about it last night, and we thought that. Those are two very opposite ends of the spectrum. We're not <laughs> prudish, it. we in were pretty – Maybe too much. Where, where yeah. did you stand on that?
1: We were appalled, yeah, I mean, to be honest. <laughs> I, I didn't hear too much about it going on, but I did hear over the microphone while I was warming up somebody yell, oh, dead. Like, what's <laughs> going on? So, yeah, I think that's – that caught my attention a little bit, but other than that, I didn't. I didn't really know what was going on. I was pretty locked in what was the job at hand.
0: Back to some baseball talk. Um, you know, Tyler Stewart on the Cyclones, also somebody who's been shifted around positions a few times. Yeah. Were you guys able to bond at all and talk about what it's like to get shifted around like that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's having a lot of success, obviously, early on. So. I mean, he's really being able to use his stuff to the be, like to the best of his ability. Absolutely, I mean, being able to go deep in starts is awesome for him, especially being a reliever out of college. You know, being able to take he's, he's big body, big guy, so being able to take that and really use it to the best of his ability and go late in the games, give, giving up pretty much you no know, runs for the most part. You know, I made a joke with him the other a couple of days ago that he went six innings, gave up one, his ERA went up. So I was yeah. like, That's, you know, you're going you know you're going well when you have a start like that and your ERA goes up. So I'm just really happy for him and. I'm sure I'll see him here soon.
2: As many Mets fans know, Tyler Stewart, 6'9", yourself. You're 6'4". Yeah. Um, Junior Santos, another tall guy on the staff there in Binghamton. So I want to know, how do you use your height on the mound to an advantage with the against the opposing batters?
1: I would say using leverage for sure, um, especially with the backside, um, being able to stay strong on the backside and not really collapse down the mound too much because if you collapse down the mound too much, you really lose a lot of that height um, to really unneeded force type thing. So... Being able to really stay on top of the ball, uh, be able to use the low approach angle with my arm action, and uh, just try to really use the lower half as the best of my ability.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
0: What are a few things you'd like Mets fans to know about Christian Scott? Huge hockey fan, actually.
2: Really? Uh, wow, you know what? Fan, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I'm a big hockey fan, too. Really? And I stalked your Twitter. Yeah. Um, and so it was a great run.
1: Yeah, why it do was. Tell the, Why do you
2: tell the people who you're a fan of? And then we can do some Cats talk.
1: Uh, I'm a fan of the Florida Panthers. Uh, I've been a fan growing up. You know, I went to games ever since I was little. My dad's always taken me. So, I mean, just being able to see them go on this runs was awesome because they've been pretty bad since I was young. <laughs> so being able to have this was nice for sure. <laughs> so you went Boston Red Sox, but you didn't take Bruins yeah. with you. Yeah, my mom's actually took the Bruins with her. So that was... Watching that playoff series with her was interesting, for oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, We had a little in-house rivalry going on, which is fun. <laughs> so,
2: who, so who are your favorite Panthers? I mean, I'm obviously a big Chucky guy. Yeah. Huge Barkov guy going back to his draft year. Yeah. Love Aaron Ekblad. I think Aaron Ekblad is top five defenseman in the league. Yeah. I know a lot of people think it's a hot take, but yeah. I think Aaron Ekblad is that dude. Who are some of your favorite Panthers?
1: I'm a big Barkov guy, for sure. Um, Obviously, Roberto Luongo, growing Mm -hmm. up, you know, him in net was awesome to be able to have that stone in net. Another throwback was Ole Jokinen back with the Panthers for the first couple days um, with with the franchise. So, being able to really watch those guys and see them compete and see them around at Publix, too, has been awesome. So, it's been nice.
2: (laughs) Well, when I saw that you were retweeting all the Panther stuff during the run, <laughs> I was like, "This is my guy," and I got to talk to cat hockey with him. And I totally forgot. So, thank you for bringing that up. I would have been kicking myself had <laughs> we not gotten it in the uh, in the interview here at all.
0: John went to the All Star game when we were working at spring training. I did. Uh, oh, and he, he did buy a fifty dollar puck. Nice, nice. I did. I did. I
2: also used to work for the Marlins in a capacity, and I probably this was in twenty fourteen fifteen. So. Not a good time at the bb Center, as it was known back then. <laughs> yeah. I probably went to like six or seven Panthers games. I was at Yager's Panthers home debut. Nice. Got a, had to get the jersey. How could you yeah. not? Yeah, Rock that thing with pride. Rock that thing after they knocked out Toronto the next morning. So uh, go yeah. Cats, baby. I'm yeah, with you.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> but
2: what else, aside from the Panthers, what else should <laughs> my fans know about you?
1: My high school team actually, I had a couple, like Joe Girardi's son played on my high school team. Uh, Pedro Martinez's son played on my high school team. You know, so being able to really be around those big leaguers, uh, especially early on at a young age, was really awesome. You know, I'd have have Pedro sit in and maybe watch watch a bullpen or two. He tried to teach me his changeup, but his hands are quite a bit bigger than mine, so it didn't really work out as well. But, yeah, being able to really just have that clubhouse-type feel and really have that pro feel, especially in high school, was awesome.
0: Did you get a chance to speak to Pedro after you got drafted by the Mets?
1: I have not, no. I did not get to speak to him.
2: Did he show you that thing he could do with his wrist, where he can bend it in any which way, and it makes no sense <laughs> at all? He's got the most
1: flexible hands I've ever seen. Like he can bend his fingers all the way backwards. It's it's really really impressive.
2: So as we uh, as we gear up for July and the rest of the season, we want to know what are some of your goals moving forward for the rest of twenty twenty
1: three. Um, I'd say just keep stacking good days. Really, just put my team in the best position to win games. You know, just when we're winning, you know every. Obviously, the individual part's going pretty well as well. If you're winning games, so being able to definitely take that mindset into really the rest of the second half and being able to, um, you know, just compete at whatever whatever level, whatever team I'm on, just doing the best that I possibly can to put my team in the best position to win.
0: And when that debut at City Field comes, what's the song you're going to be warming up to? Oh, it's a good one.
1: I'm not sure yet, but I've I've. I've been bumping a lot of Kodak Black as my walkout since college, so I might I might have to do that one. I'm not, I'm not for sure yet, though.
2: <laughs> All right, well, think about it. We can't wait to hear that song whenever the time does come. <laughs> sounds good. sounds good. I
0: appreciate it, Christian, thanks so much for joining us today. We've been loving watching you pitch over this season. You can follow Christian Scott on Twitter at chscott8. And thanks again, Christian. You know, we'll see you in Queens.
1: Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it.